It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. Just kicking down. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, a certified nutrition specialist and a licensed nutritionist. This show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. Today we have an amazing life-changing story for you. We do. So if you have anyone in your family or if you're a caregiver of a person with Alzheimer's, or maybe you have a friend with a memory problems, you know, give them a call. Just call them up and say, hey, listen to the show today. Joining me today as our co-host is Leah Wetzel, who is also a certified nutrition specialist and a licensed nutritionist. And more important, probably, <laughs> is she's a new mom of Oliver. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the other thing is about Leah is she's just a great nutritionist who helps clients locally and even internationally. I do. Yeah. So, well, Leah, we've got really got a great show planned today, haven't we? We do, we do. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here with you today, Dar. This show, we've been all week long in the office, just kind of getting excited and, and ramped up for today's guest, who is Dr. Mary Newport, the author of Alzheimer's Disease, What If There Was a Cure? So, as listeners, you may be saying, well, who is Dr. Mary Newport? And what is this cure that she has discovered for Alzheimer's disease? Well, that's a great question. Yeah. So let's introduce our guest, Dr. Mary Newport. Now, we have really been trying to have Dr. Mary on Dishing Up Nutrition for years. Ever since I was, I, I went to the American College of Nutrition Conference in Florida and saw her presentation, and I was so impressed. And so we've just been working hard to get her on the show and um, she's really been available, except the fact that she is a doctor I'm and busy. She, she's on call. Yep. She was on call every Saturday morning, taking care of tiny little babies Yes, when they really needed her. So if this is really our lucky day today. It, it really is. So let me introduce our guest. Her name is Dr. Mary Newport, the author of Alzheimer's Disease, What If There Was a Cure? Welcome, Mary. Uh, good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good. This morning. Good. Very, very good. So you're a trained neonatologist, and that's a doctor who takes care of sick and premature newborns. How did you become a specialist in Alzheimer's disease? Well, I know it's at the opposite end of the spectrum. It so. is. <laughs> <laughs> I used to tell my family when I was young that I would catch them during their second infancy, you know, second childhood. <laughs> That's right. I, I didn't really expect that. <laughs> um, well, my husband, Steve, has early onset Alzheimer's disease. So that's um, how I got involved, you know, with Alzheimer's. He, you know, uh, was an accountant. He stayed home and took care of our children as they were growing up and uh, did accounting from our home. He worked for my practice for many years, and um, then he started having problems when he was about 51 years old. Oh, that is really young, 51. Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he um, first uh, started making payroll mistakes, and they were very significant mistakes. And I started sitting down with him to help him with the payroll, thinking, well, maybe our practice had just gotten a little bit bigger, 
Uh, then he was procrastinating with getting tax returns in. He just couldn't get himself organized and mm. uh, just get going with it and get it done. And uh, it was very difficult for him at that time. And But then I, I knew something was really wrong when he started having problems remembering if he'd been to the bank and the post office on a given day. Oh, yes. It mm-hmm. was, uh, I thought, that that's not normal. I'm only two years younger than him, and I thought, it's that's just really not normal to forget if you've been to the bank and the post office, and he would bring mail home and just, you know, misplace it. But I couldn't remember if he'd even been to the post office, so I didn't know whether I needed to go looking for the mail or <laughs> no. not. <laughs> so it was a problem, and he was also very depressed at that time. Um, and looking back, he knew that something was wrong. He yes. told me mm-hmm. he knew for quite a while that something was wrong, and he was quite depressed about that. And so we actually took him to see his doctor, and uh, who referred him to a psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist mentioned dementia at the time, but he said he felt more likely that his memory issues were related to the depression that he was experiencing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we put him on an antidepressant. And what we saw, though, over the next year or two, uh, was that he continued to have more and more problem. And we actually moved in when he was uh, 53 in 2003 so that I could start a, open another uh, neonatal intensive care unit, newborn intensive care unit, about an hour north of where we lived for a long time. And when we got there, he had a great difficulty learning how to get around this very small town that was you know, just a few north, south, east, west arteries, mm. and he just couldn't get it. Uh, he couldn't remember which road he was on, which way he was headed, and that was just extremely unusual for him. You know, we had moved before, and he didn't have that problem. Um, and then he would just start, uh, he started spending an inordinate number of hours out in the garage looking for something. Mm-hmm. And in the morning, you know, for example, he decided he wanted to find the hitch for his truck, um, and I'd come home in the evening, and he would still be looking for it out mm-hmm. in the garage, but he couldn't remember what he was looking for anymore. But he would just spend his time, an excessive amount of time, looking for something. And uh, So that, <laughs> had to be, that had to have been really sad for you to see and also mm-hmm. pretty depressing for him. Yeah, yeah, realizing very frustrating that his, for him. And, yeah. and it was confusing, you know, for both of us. Uh, that this was happening, and you know, we also continued to see his accounting skills deteriorate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a little bit. It was like the more difficult things first, like an annual tax return, and then, you know, eventually, and financial statement that just took an extreme amount of time to get finished. And then it was the quarterly tax returns, mm-hmm. which are actually I kind of took over doing that for him. He showed me some of his <laughs> the easier accounting stuff um, as he was deteriorating and. And it t- it would take me twenty minutes, and it would take him three days, you know. Yes, and he was yeah. the accountant, yes. <laughs> and it was all on a computer. It was just, um, you know, he'd use the computer morning, noon, and night. Um, he, if he wasn't working on it, he was playing on it. And yet, his computer skills deteriorated. Uh, and to the, you know, finally, um, you know, so this was around two thousand three, two thousand four. You know, that we were seeing this and. I called our local uh, family Alzheimer uh, Association organization, and they referred me to a doctor, a neurologist that sees a lot of uh, patients with Alzheimer's. And um, he was evaluated. Uh, and one of the surprises right off the bat was that he was given a test called the Mini Mental Status Exam. It was a 30-point test. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, you talk about that in your book. Yeah, I know. Right, right. And the 30 mm-hmm. points, you know, if you're normal, you get 30 points. It's a very easy test. And you might miss one point, and that's still considered normal mm-hmm. to miss one or two things. But she scored only 23 out of 30 on the test. And that was a little bit of a shock. Um, there was a drawing that, that you do on the 